Welcome to Kinda Funny Games Daily for Thursday, March 28th, 2019. I'm Tim Geddes, joined by Fran Mirabella III. Hey, Tim. How hey, are you doing? Friends. I'm doing all right. You know, like uh, you guys have been talking about on numerous shows, people are getting sick. Mm -hmm. After like an over-year-long streak, I got a little cold, so apologies. Yeah, you've seen better days. Up. Yeah, you know, but you've you know what? I, ones too, I'm excited to be here. So you, yeah. you almost won't notice the difference, I swear. Well, yeah, we'll Other see. than the sound we'll of the voice. That. Yeah. Still a good voice, though. I might fall asleep. You have one of the best voices in the business. Oh, that's very nice. It's that's true, iconic. though. Like, that needs to be the new name. I, I love it when, like, you get into your VO voice mode because sure. you just, you just like, you need to get into this other character. It's true. I love it. It all it, goes back to the Avengers boy band. Yeah. That's where oh, I really, yeah, the first nailing it. If you, if you haven't seen it, you got, you should what watch it. What was the it. opening Avengers, line again? Do you remember? Uh, in, in, a, in a world. Where, it no, was something like No, it wasn't like in it. a world. It was, uh. We'll back and, it'll come to me. And there came a day. It was the Avengers. And then one like, day, yeah, I remember that. Avengers Boy Band. Oh, that was a good. That was yeah, a good one. Tim. It was uh, one it of was, your best. It was ridiculous. That was that was definitely something. I almost got in a car accident today. Oh, what? First time in Segway my first time in my life. Uh, I've I've jinx or not jinx, whatever. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. But I've never uh, gotten in a car accident. Yeah. Never even really came close myself. Um, and I was just going through an intersection, and this other car just like totally what? did just not kept going. Did not go stop at the stop sign, Ugh. and it was like. In the in just the the residential avenue, so yeah. it wasn't like either of us were going extremely fast. Yeah, but we're both going. I don't know, twenty five, whatever to, it is, to get hurt. Yeah, and like I'm like going, and I realize he's not stopping, and I was like, I like look over, and the car was right next to me coming Jeez. out. He was going to t-bone me. Wow. I was like, ah, and I like had to swerve yeah, out of the like, way and shit. Wow, yeah, dude, it was I'm really scary. Okay. And the guy he stopped in the middle of the street, and then he like looked over me, and he like get like I like looked up through my mirror, and he did like the what thing, and I was like. This motherfucker, like, are you kidding <laughs> yeah. me right now? And I kept driving. I was like, kind of shaking up. Yeah, you know I mean? of course, adrenaline kicks I, in. I, it really so I, fast. I thought it was a for sure thing. I was about to get yeah. hit, and then I kept driving, and then I uh, just just going up the street, and then eventually, like, I like I was like being kind of cautious, and uh, this car was trying to get out of being parked, and uh, I was like, oh, I'm gonna be nice and slow down and let him yeah. pull out. He pulls out and goes, and I'm like waiting for the hand, the courtesy hand. Yeah. It's didn't get courtesy. it. Didn't get it. And I want to let everyone out there know that not once in my life have I been in a car accident, and also not once in my life has anybody ever given me the fucking courtesy hand. I do it what? every time. No one's ever done it to me. Yeah, I Never. Understand. Not once. San Francisco's filled with a bunch of punks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know, man. Just hey, a little. That's courtesy. all it takes. Just a little bit. That's it. Just give me a little. Just give a me a little handy love. Oh, I hope people do that. Thank you. Because they're courteous. Thanks. That's right. God, it. man. Barrett this is kind of funny. Well. Games daily. Each and every weekday right here on twitch.tv slash games, We come to you with all of the video game news that you need to know. Uh, you can get the show live on Twitch at 10 a.m. Or you can watch the video later. YouTube.com slash games Or on roosterteeth.com. Or on podcast services around, around the globe. Just search for Kind of Funny Games Daily. That's how it is. That's every time I goes. hear around... The globe. Yeah. I think isn't Craig that Miller, it? man. He knows how to he knows tab. how to do the rigmarole like no one else can. Yep. Um to be part of the show, you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games where bronze members or above get to write in and silver members or above get the show ad free. Today's stories include Kaz Harai is finally retiring. Uh Monolith Legend. is working on more Zelda. And some From Software rumors going around. Let's see how this goes. Um, some housekeeping for you before we get into all of that. The Kind of Funny World Tour continues. Kansas City this week. Uh, Greg's already in Chicago. Going to be on his way down to Kansas and then or Kansas City, excuse me, Missouri. Yeah. I don't know how this shit works. It's very confusing. Somebody fucked One of those that up. Split cities. Yeah, I don't know why they did that. It happens. Yeah. Shouldn't happen. Shouldn't happen at all. Um, by the way, I, I keep saying this on different shows. We are officially on Endgame Ticket Watch. Yo, so we at any moment, I might just stop what I'm doing and start to buy <laughs> tickets. Uh, I have uh, notifications <laughs> set so that all the Marvel accounts notify me when what they tweet. What would you do if in the know, middle like, of the show that you have to get Endgame? Stop the fucking show, okay. Stop the show, dude. I will dude. carry the show as you the get me now. a ticket. God, but no, it's just some right sword and no shield. You think it's coming? And dagger shit going on any right day? Now. April second is is the rumor. Okay, um, but you got to be ready, friend. You got to be prepared. In the world. Uh, we're going to Kansas City this Saturday. Uh, come hang out with us all day at Planet Comic Con uh, if you have tickets for that. I know that there's a contest going on right now on the kind of funny vids Twitter for people to win four passes. We're giving out, hmm. so that could be pretty cool. We're doing panels all day, like literally. I think every panel section someone in kind of funny is doing a panel and if you hang out with us all day you won't miss anything uh we are doing uh it's me interviewing some power rangers including the original <laughs> red perfect. ranger which is awesome um then uh 
Nick is interviewing the Fonz, Henry Winkler. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and Greg's interviewing a whole bunch of Superman and people from Smallville. It's just a crazy time to be alive. And he's doing a one-on-one with Mick Foley. Come hang out. Then we're doing the Kind of Funny panel, including Andy. And then later that night, we're doing a meet and greet with everybody that is free. You don't need the Comic-Con pass for that. Um, and then next week, we're going to New York. For more info on all of that, you can go to kindoffunny.com slash events. Um, and thank you to Patreon producers Blackjack, Tom Bach, and Muhammad Muhammad for helping make all of this craziness happen. Uh, today, we're brought to you by Quip and Harry's, but we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be. The Roper Report. It's time for some news. We got four news stories today. A baker's dozen! Thank you. Um, the first one, it comes from Brian Ashcroft over at Kotaku. Kaz Harai is finally retiring. The legend, man. The legend. Yeah. In April 2018, Kaz Harai stepped down as Sony CEO, taking on the role of director and chairman. Today, it was announced that Harai will retire from those roles in June. Kenichiro Yoshida, Sony's former CFO, took over the company after Harai had brought it back from the brink. Previously, Harai headed up Sony Computer Entertainment and oversaw the PS3's launch. Uh, In an official (laughs) statement, Harai said, Since passing the baton of CEO to Yoshida-san last April as chairman of Sony, I have had the opportunity to both ensure a smooth transition and provide support to Sony's management. I'm confident that everyone at Sony is fully aligned under Yoshida-san's strong leadership and are ready to build an even brighter future for Sony. As such, I have decided to depart from Sony, which has been a part of my life for the past 35 years. I'd like to extend my warmest gratitude to all of our employees and stakeholders who have supported me throughout the journey. Even though Harai is officially leaving his post, he will still be available for input should Sony need it. Sony's official announcement states that Harai will continue to advise the company and act as a senior advisor after he steps down on June 18th. While he will be retiring from both chairman and our board of directors, Yoshida said in an official statement, we look forward to his continuing high-level support to Sony's management that encompasses a breadth of diverse businesses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's just business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as we it is say just on the business. Show. But uh, like, meaning, I, I thought back and I, I used the term legend because, like, you see these people at the E3 press conferences, and you do kind of they're sharing these huge messages with you that you uh, that you just remember in that moment. You're like, oh, that was Harai that was at the top, or it was Phil Harrison, you know, who now we're seeing over at Google. Um, so, like these faces, you do get to know through that lens. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I've never had the chance. I don't remember if I've met Harai. I don't think so, but that's the lens I remember. And like, it, it seems like these days, obviously with uh, Sean Layden and everyone else, that they've put them face forward and Sony in Japan especially has taken more of that back seat. Um, in fact, I still remember back to the, was it the PS2 days when the engineer, um, it was the main like engineer that was working on the tech they even brought out. They were always like bringing out everybody from the Japan side. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I feel like we don't really see that as much anymore. Well, I feel like uh, especially, I mean, on all the Japanese sides of things, whether it was Nintendo or Sony, I feel like they really, really, really overdid it. Um, yeah. In the earlier, well, I say earlier, but like it earlier was. days of E3 yeah. as we know it, right? Because mm-hmm. E3 has existed for, for a very yeah. long time, but uh, it wasn't live streamed until what, 2007? Ish, yeah, exactly. Some of them maybe 2006, yeah. but like yeah. it was around that time where it's like uh, videos would be recorded and posted later, um, but even that only started in what, 2005? Like yeah. you're not really going to find. Awesome video footage of the E3 press conferences before that, unless it's very rare exceptions of, oh, maybe it's this one or maybe it's that one. Like, yeah. there's like yeah. handy cam footage of like uh, the GameCube, like Smash Brothers oh, yeah. melee reveal and we stuff like that. We had direct feed. I mean, pretty, you pretty much spot on with that, but definitely I'd have to go back and look, but I, I mean, I recorded all those press conferences as they were available to, I'd bring up, you know, the DV camcorder, but it was direct feed, and you're right. I would, like, in uh, my SUV where I rented a power source so I could encode on a laptop because the battery life would not last between the two places. Yeah. Uh, you'd run back and try to get up this, like, huge hour-long conference. But it but was... When, but think about that. When was that? Like, I that's... mean, there was still early 2000s stuff happening, but you're right. Like, it didn't really legitimize itself till around 2005-ish. I'd have yeah, to that's the thing. is like, there, there was definitely a turning point where... It went from being a consumer of E3 at home, where it went from reading the magazines a month later telling me what happened. To, to actually just watching it yourself. To reading, but before that, it was like steps where it's like to reading um, articles online after, to then reading live uh updates of people that were in the room posting uh, yeah. like blog posts, right? So then eventually it was like, oh, there's video you can watch after two. Eventually, oh, you can watch the video live. Right. And, and that happened over 
a decade. Yeah, you know? no, and and maybe that's what you're remembering is like even if the video was available, like they were huge file sizes for what your internet was. There was no uh, YouTube until what was it 2005? Oh, okay, five. But yeah, till that happened, there was really. I mean, IGN had its video player and everything, and you could actually. Yeah, it was not a great experience. You had to download the any big file like that. You had to like go through all this rigmarole. Anyway, those are the hurrah days. But the, the point being, like, <laughs> like the those days, I feel like it was just kind of like it was almost more GDC like, where it was focused more on developers, more on the. Um, mainstream media and just kind of like we're talking about video games and it was oh, less yeah. focused because video games weren't what they are today they weren't this like megaton fucking money maker that rivals hollywood yeah. right and then there was a shift that's happened where now you look at it and it's like it ha there needs to be faces there needs to be people associated with the message where i feel the first generation of that was kaz was reggie mm -hmm. where we see them on stage and that was an era and to see both of them retiring officially in the same year, even though Cass has been gone for quite yeah, a while. Been in the background. Like some of the most memorable E3s, for better or worse, are the ones that Reggie came out talking about the the DS, talking about Wii, Twilight Princess. Know, yeah. And then eventually the Wii U and all yeah. that. But then we have Kaz where it's like, you know, the five hundred ninety nine US dollars and oh, the, yeah. you know, the giant enemy crabs and Ridge Racer and all that. It's like you cannot get away from from him being. Yeah, that's again, that's what I think of. You know, obviously he's been behind the scenes doing a lot, but those are the moments where they take the stage and they're like, "I've been in the background, like directing this stuff." You know, and um, he obviously has had a huge impact, even if you only saw him at the E3s, and um, even now you see that he's still going to be on uh, sort of on reserve. I wonder if that means that he still gets paid a little bit, or if it's just because he's invested so much. That I'm they're like, see, that's where the business comes into play. I'm sure that there's some yeah, some shady shit going on there somewhere. They, but <laughs> you know what? It's all good. <laughs> yeah, it's like, dude, enjoy your retirement. I'm sure he will. But um, yeah, we'll get paid 599. US he probably still has a, a certain year. amount of shares or whatever. Yeah, get paid that much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, it's cool stuff though. Again, it's like you know. The, those were formative years for what video games have become now. Uh, yep. Whether not just from the press conference side, but even just like as a industry, totally. And, and that, E3 is so important and to see how it's changing now. Is like yeah. it's so interesting. But E3 is not dead. And it's like it's easy no, to say it's dead compared Sony to what it was. This year. But yeah, it's it's still going to be a, a huge thing. And I think that there's going to be more and more um, emphasis on faces to companies being being recognized. Yeah. But congrats to Harai, yeah. Harai-san, man. Mm -hmm. uh, it's been a long run, and like I said, in the background, and love or hate, maybe moments of the Sony history, um, the PlayStation has done really great over all these years and has grown. I mean, you remember what when it's Xbox now? was yeah. the, the heyday, man, and things have really changed. And obviously there's new leadership, and but he's, you know, you gotta give credit to the people in the background is what I would say. Like, I don't know all the details, but he's obviously worked there for 35 years and pretty hard. Yeah. And I remember him on stage. So congrats, Horizon, mm -hmm. and enjoy your retirement. Uh, next up, interesting little tidbitty story. Monolith, Monolith Soft. Yeah. Working on a new Zelda game. Uh, this comes from Joe Scrubbles at IGN. Monolith Soft, the creator, it is, it's a fake <laughs> name actually. Uh, Monolith Soft, the creator of the Xenoblade series and co development studio on The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, is hiring for a new Zelda project. On a Zelda themed recruitment page, as spotted by Japanese Nintendo, Monolith says it's looking for a tech. For technical artists, programmers, planners, designers, and a project manager, no hint is given as to what the Zelda project would be, simply asking for staff who can who can help, quote, create new surprises and emotions. Yes. I love the way that they phrase that <laughs> so stuff. So funny. Monolith previously contributed to Zelda Skyward Sword, helping with artistic and graphical elements. However, its work on Breath of the Wild centered on level design for the open world, particularly with regard to topography. Over 100 Monolith staff were part of the Breath of the Wild development process. That varying work makes it tough to guess at what kind of game it might be assisting with, although Monolith's interest and expertise in open worlds is a possible pointer. Mm -hmm. Late last year, Nintendo itself began hiring for a Zelda project. If Monolith is working with Nintendo in a similar capacity to previous projects, it could be a signal that this is the next mainline Zelda game now before we keep going into this i want to jump over to my boy on twitter stealth uh who just added a couple interesting tidbits here monolith soft helped work on both the original splatoon and splatoon 2 pikmin 3 on wii u animal crossing new leaf and happy home designer legend of zelda skyward sword a link between worlds breath of the wild they're much more than just the xeno 
uh, Nintendo Studio. When the team behind Monolith Soft split from Square, they were 40 people. Now they are almost 200 strong, and if they keep hiring and growing like this, they're going to be they're going to hit three or even 400 before too long. Yeah. So interesting things. It might not necessarily be a big Zelda game. It might not be the Breath of the Wild sequel. I'd be willing to bet it probably is. Yeah, they've had... Uh, it's funny. I didn't know that they helped on some of those other titles. I was going through Moby Games uh, and trying to like look through their main credits and stuff. Link Between Worlds came up. I didn't really... Like, Pikmin, really? Yeah. Um, was it the first one? Just, Which one did you say? Uh, or Pikmin, the, the Pikmin 3. Oh, Wii three. So, yeah, they kind of... And you see that a lot. Like, you'll see special links. Sometimes they just helped with something small. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's the topography of Breath, Breath of the Wild, Wild which, which is a is, huge project. Yeah. Um, and interesting how, you know, probably a team of, I don't know if it was 100 people or whatever, took that over. But mm-hmm. anyway, they're... Barrett? Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but... Uh, he looked My question is, like, <laughs> for a team like this, how late in the process do you think they join to help out with the uh, with development cycle? Well, I mean, what I'm seeing from this is that, so one, what is the game? We should answer that question. Because it we're, could, we're gonna answer could it. be uh, helping with Link's Awakening. They could, they could no, but not no. to the, I think. Link's Awakening is almost done. Yeah. But maybe just to answer that part of it is just because they're hiring doesn't mean they're already not working on it, right? Like True. you scale when the time is to scale. And so maybe they've been working on pre-production and everything from the questing to the all this stuff. And maybe now they need their topography. Mm-hmm. Um, who knows like exactly what stage they're at. But that doesn't mean they don't already have 50 people that are working on it. Sure. The games just happen that way. Uh, you know, as you often hear for... Uh, companies that developed their own engines, right? I mean, that team had been working for years without even a game being made. And then first they made the engine, like the Red, uh, what's CG Project Red's engine? Is it Red Engine or something? But stuff like that happens in the background and they go through phases. But anyway, I'm with you. I'm an optimistic. I'm like, this is either, uh, you know, something coming soon that it expands on Breath of the Wild, or maybe it's just like a flat out new mainline experience. Um, but I'm with you. I think it's it's a big Switch title probably and not like another um, smaller title. Let's call I, it. Or sorry, uh, 2D or... Yeah, starting small, with that with Link's Awakening though, like you have to imagine that game is almost done. Yeah, based on what they I showed. asking, like how late do they come into the process of development cycle? Because this could be them jumping in to help out with tweaks in the well, final process. But the process. thing is like they're, they're being brought on to create new surprises and emotions. So I don't think that they're, yeah, no, they're going to add that to that at all. Gotcha. a remake gotcha. of a Game Boy game. Okay. You know what I mean? So they already have that kind of... Uh, I had to throw it out there. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I appreciate that. You never know. But but going back to what you're talking about, about what this game is, I think it's kind of somewhere in the middle of what you're saying, where it's not a uh, Breath of the Wild game coming soon, like Breath of the Wild sequel coming soon, or a full the full next sequel coming later. I think it's Breath of the Wild sequel coming later. Like, I, I, I think, think we're saying might, the same thing. Yeah, I'm talking like 2020 next year, but that's what they're headed towards, whether it's summer or the end of next year. And now they're they're going to finish it towards. I mean, yeah. the, the development cycles lately with Nintendo, granted, again, they've probably been working on a lot of stuff in the background, but been pretty impressive how fast and the quality they're pumping. Out. Yes. Overall. And no. Yeah. So, I mean, here's the thing that we need to remember. We have to, to keep in mind is the Wii U days. Yeah. Where how many projects that we're now seeing were they oh, no, working I, on then that they yeah, like Super Mario just, Odyssey like, was didn't just show up as a Switch game exactly no but it's like I feel years of development I feel like we're about to enter a really interesting couple years of the Switch's life cycle where they've been killing it on a, an unprecedented level mm-hmm. the last two three years now yeah. two years two and a half years I don't know Who they cares? had the bench loaded um, but yeah the bench was loaded and now it's like okay cool those are those are all out now or at least they're coming out and we're starting to to move on but it's like we're running out of things to port from the Wii U that was already done, right? There's a, less than a handful of games left. Sure. No matter what way you shake it. Uh, then moving on from that, it's like, okay, sequels and iterations on things. And then it breaks out into the like the 3DS library versus the Wii U library. What was previously the console versus handheld of console's going to get a, the proper 3D Mario, whereas handheld gets the 2D Mario. Or mm-hmm. Zelda's probably a better example to use for that exactly. Yeah. But it's like each franchise kind of forks and splits into oh, yeah. to different things, right? The Switch now gets all of that. Mm-hmm. And... We're already starting to see that happen. We got new Super Mario Bros. U ported to to the Switch. Mm-hmm. We also are getting Mario Maker 2 coming this year. So it's like multiple legs of Mario are already being like, uh, we're yeah. seeing them and their examples on the Switch. And it's like, we're soon going to hit the refresh thing where we have to get the sequels to all of those on the Switch. Oh, yeah. Right? And how long have they been working on that or having that ready? Because for the Wii U, I remember specifically, me and you were at the conference where they 
the Nintendo conference in the room when they announced the Wii U. Yeah. Then immediately after we got brought back and we got to, to play. Oh it. yeah. We and then there was that the, the Zelda uh, video that they were playing that was just on loop over yeah. and over that was like super impressive but never ended up coming yeah. to fruition. And we played a party game. Uh, Nintendo Land. Kind of Oh, there yeah, was Nintendo, was Nintendo Lands. There was uh, um, New Super Mario Bros. U, which yeah. was super, like, just yeah. iterative. It was not the point. best, like, like, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, but I remember uh, us leaving just being like, all right, no, this sucks, but it's like, but at least maybe next year, what's rare, uh, Retro been working on? We're going to see Metroid, and then we didn't, <laughs> you know? And then you go further, it's like, then you didn't, then you didn't, and just kept going. And at some point, we were just like, what the hell yeah, is going drought. on here? Like, it's it's funny to hear you say this, and you'll have to recap for me what's coming this year, because we had this discussion uh, a few Games Dailies back, or Gamescast, and I was like, we were talking about the stretch between the latest Nintendo Directs, and mm-hmm. I was like, what's going on? And I was literally, like, almost verbatim of what you're saying now, I'm like, dude, like, they already, they used everything on the bench because they were Wii U games, right? And I was like, this, I don't know that the latest Nintendo Directs are going to come out with like banger announcements. And you're oh, like, no, man. They're gunner. Well, but you said that. And then I, they did have like a couple uh, things. But other than, I'm trying to remember, other than, uh, what is it? Uh, Link, uh, Link's, Link's Awakening. Link's Awakening. Uh, Mario, Maker, Mario Maker 2. Mario Maker. Mario Maker 2. What else is Huge. Big? Sure. But I mean. Huge, it, it, No, Frank, it is. Don't push that to the side. I like Mario Maker. I don't have the time to be awesome at that. But um, what I'm getting at is I, I think about games like you're mentioning, which are, look, I mean, it's Breath of the Wild, it's Odyssey, Metroid. it's Metroid, yeah. uh, main big stuff. Again, not that Mario Maker's not. I'm just saying that it's those really big titles. Brand hates Mario Maker confirmed. No, yeah. or it's exclusive titles like Resident Evil 2 or something that those are the ones that stand out for me. That's a personal thing. So, mm-hmm. what else, like, is there anything else uh, really, I'm really big? I'm pulling it up now to remember what they announced specifically but in that direction. Where I'm going with this, Tim, is you and I are seeing Fire eye Emblem. Uh, oh, that's three true. Houses, we, that Animal days. Crossing we knew were coming. Uh, well, yeah, but I mean, like, when? still getting. We now know the when for Fire Emblem. Uh, we, don't, we don't know for Animal Crossing yet, though. No, that's no, no, no. The Animal Crossing they didn't talk about. In, we don't in that know direction. when that's coming. Yet. Then we got Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Three, right, um, and that exclusive persona announcement we were talking. Oh, no, I'm just I made it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everybody's like, what? Well. <laughs> um, and then yeah, they were just talking more about Yoshi and mm-hmm. Hellblade. Come, like, they were, it, it was a great direct. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it was solid, and I think it was really um, Link's Awakening that that. I mean, that is what super and Mario out, Maker so. too, friend. And Mario Maker, I'm you're, not hold saying. On, check this out. Mario Maker Two is amazing. The amount of detail, incredible. I'm actually excited about it. It's just that I've never had the time. Um, and it's meaning it's a uh, it's a little like we're going to talk about. I don't know if we're talking about Minecraft still today, but it's like games like that. You can sink so much time into and I really appreciate it. But I want, you know, legit story driven adventure or whatever is, is what I get excited about. That's all. Totally. I'm saying. But it's I'm like not, it's, it's a little bit of this, a little of that. And I feel like you need the whole, the breath of the library, right? Sure. Breath of the wild. Here's where I go with this. Maybe, and maybe I don't know the facts. Mario Maker does sell, but it's not a system seller, right? I wouldn't say that. It sells very, very well. But um, when you look at games like Mario and Zelda and Smash, Smash Zelda's not a system seller either, though. It just yeah, it, it, has, it literally of, was a Breath, system seller. Breath of the Wild's the it was only one a, ever in the history to be a system seller. No, uh, you knew time. Ocarina of Time was coming. I mean, that was two years later. Mario 64 was a system seller. Mario Ocarina of Time was a game that people played because they had the system. The, no, time out. The reason <laughs> there was nothing else to play on being, that system. You were being unfair to where they positioned Zelda in the release timeline normally, which is always a few years after launch. Mario has always been positioned. That's not Link's fault, dude. Don't blame him. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Yeah, don't pick on Link because you know why? They saved the best for last. Yeah, dude. That's right. (laughs) Uh, I love Mario, too. Anyway, I think we're getting off track, which is I'm actually still uh, impressed, and they have some awesome stuff coming this year. But um, when are we going to get those big new announcements for whatever the next big Zelda title is? Uh, Another Metroid. Uh, We know it's out there somewhere and that they had to, like, re you know, reboot it with a new studio. But uh, those are the ones that we really get super excited about. So, again, it's not that I'm not excited about totally, but that, so the thing, I thought we were agreeing, which the, was we this are. year's still a little, like, soft. But I think next so I year... Wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's soft. Compared to what we just talked about, though? Okay, totally. But Like, th- the first year and a half of Wii? 2017 uh, was, uh, Switch? Like a, no, the, the, exception the, to the rule. Yeah, and that's, that's with any... Uh, consoles lineup ever I would say with the yeah. exception of well I mean I guess that year even with Sony and stuff it's just like they had such a killer year of exclusives where it's like you can't expect that year after year after no, year it's, I, it's I, impossible I don't expect it all in one year I just expect to know like 
I don't expect to know Here's the key Nintendo. Thing about- I'm just saying I want to know. It was the same thing I said before in this exact conversation. I just want to know whatever. It, it's coming. Something really big is on the horizon for 2020. Pokemon. Maybe. Uh, yes, that's true. Pokemon. That's that's a that's a good one. I forgot. That it, was in the direct. It's the biggest one. It that was, was not in the direct. Oh, it was, it was a, a, it was a separate one. Yeah. That was after our discussion. That was yeah. a big deal. But the, the important thing, the forgot big deal about, about Mario Maker 2, Fran, is not that Mario Maker 2 is happening, is that it's a sequel, it's not a port yeah, of the original, and that it's coming on. in June. Yes. That, to me, says, oh, they have stuff in fall. You know oh, yeah. You look at the release dates, it's like, it's, I'm not saying it they is don't. a smaller title, yeah. but June is soon, right? Oh, totally. I mean, for all we know, Animal Crossing is in fall. I'm not discounting I imagine that it is. I'm not discounting that that is, I'm excited about Animal Crossing too, especially on that platform. Uh, plus the rumors about a new switch around the corner or a couple switches. Uh, so like, look, it's not that it's not lining up to be an exciting year. I'm just, I thought we were agreeing that the big AAA franchised, you know, noteworthy uh, stuff that we think about Metroid, you know, Zelda, Mario, that's a little farther out, but I could see getting back to the story I could see a world where maybe they really ramped up and got a new Zelda out next summer, um, next fall. And yeah, that will be seeing because that results of the breath of the wild engine they could use again. Exactly, and I've I've said that a lot too in our discussions. I was like, I would have killed as they're out there also reinventing maybe whatever the next Zelda is to literally do the Majora's Mask with, um, you know, Breath of the Wild, which is put Absolutely. some major twist on it. Um, I mean, I imagine it, that's what we're getting. Next. Yeah, and, and that's exactly where I think it's going. So I, I still meaning, think, I think we're that, agreeing. Yeah, <laughs> I just I still think that that's like a ways away. Like I don't, I don't know. Do you that feel it's like twenty twenty is too soon? Maybe. I, I think it is. I it's think po- it being absolutely. announced in twenty twenty could be possible, but I could I, see it at the like the second to last year of the Switch life cycle. You gotta think that. I mean, like in three four years. But wait, take a step. I think that's a little too far out. Time out. Yeah, couple things. Take a step back. One, think about now. I don't know where Smash Brothers was in development with like the Wii U stuff, and but I don't know when Switch and all that was announced. I felt they were like, "Oh crap!" and also Smash Brothers, and we were like, "Oh gosh, when is this really going to come out?" And holy cow, the the speed of development. I mean, I don't think that was like I mean, in development for tons of years. They no, they it the pedigree wasn't. that they've had, the size of the teams, leveraging Namco. They started Bandai, working on it after the DLC ended, which was 2015. Exactly, and so but, look at the speed of development. But they it. announced the. Day they announced Smash, they had a release on it. Oh yeah, they said next year or whatever. This year, right? they like it came out and it said 2018. Was like, that they, when they, they, no? They I thought the, they announced Smash logo at like one of the first like mm-mm. we we knew reveal, it was coming the, somewhere. We didn't. The reveal was the inkling with the eye, then yep. you saw the Smash thing, and everyone's like, "Holy shit!" And then it ended saying 2018. And wait, Switch came out 2017. 2017. So it's been almost two years, or it has been two years now. Where in fact, whenever the anniversary it was really like just recently. Yeah. Um, all I was trying to add, still, their speed of development and partnering with companies, that's where they've really done a great job leveraging things. And um, that's all I want to point out. We mm-hmm. were talking, what, April of 2017? Was that Zelda? March. It was. It was day and date or whatever. Yeah. Okay. For some reason, I thought it was like yeah, it was a few weeks after. We are now two years out from that. You're talking already three years next year reusing yeah. the engine. So I think it's possible. That's true. Say. I don't it's disagree true. that on their timeline, I wouldn't be surprised if it's 2021. But they can't afford that wait that long either, I feel like. Because, right, what's next year? They'll, I mean, you they, never know. they have answers, I'm sure. <laughs> I did forget about Pokemon, though. What a banger to uh, overlook. Like yeah. that was a That's a big deal. Um, a totally new Pokemon 3D. All, that, was, that was a big deal. That's coming, and along you gotta bet it's alongside the new 3ds. That's a lower end one. Like they're they're gonna do a bundle that is probably gonna be. Do you think 3ds is? Did focused. you already talk about this then? Like they didn't say there'd be another 3ds, right? No, I mean they said they've I, essentially said that there isn't. Well, <laughs> you know. Then what did you mean? I thought you were just saying this would come along some new 3ds. Did I just say 3ds? Yeah, I meant Switch. I, I, yeah, you said 3DS. That's what got Sorry, me. Sorry, the, the two we're, new Switches that are rumored. Exactly. Right? I'm with you on that. Where It's, it's like, like you don't put out an, a new gen Pokemon game without giving families the option to buy a second Switch yes. for their second kid so they can trade the Pokemon. And Yeah, it's, yeah, it's like a, probably it's a cheaper so version money. of the current Switch. Um, and then I don't know if they'll phase out the current Switch for this new higher end one, if that's what it is. But yeah, I totally agree with that. It's like Switch is just going to be Switch and it's it's more a replacement for the 3DS for now. And then you have the high end version in that. You think it'll be a launch potentially? Is that what you were saying? I imagine. Like summer. It's already ready this summer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it looks like, I mean, the 
I thought the trailer looked a little vacant, but they they do that all the time when they're just not showing you anything yet. But I mean, it was running and the world looked big, so maybe, yeah. maybe you're right. Ready yeah. this summer. Either way, Interesting I think stuff. we're agreeing, which is this is maybe in the, the vein of Breath of the Wild using the same engine and whether it's next year or the year after. Like, yep. It's super exciting. Absolutely. Uh, next new story, a little Minecraft stuff. Uh, this is a weird one. Minecraft mm-hmm. removes mention of Notch. This comes from Luke Plunkett at Kotaku. The latest Minecraft update makes a few changes to the decade-old phenomenon, none more notable than the fact that the game's splash screens have removed all mention of Minecraft's creator, Marcus Notch Pearson. Uh, person? Person. Previously, the game's splash screens, the yellow text you see when Minecraft boots up, would display random messages, and some of them reference person with stuff like made by Notch and the work of Notch. As of the 19W13A snapshot released earlier today, those are all gone now. We reached out for official comment for the reason his name is now missing from the screens. As possible background, though, Minecraft is a game played by millions of kids all over the world and is now owned by Microsoft. Meanwhile, Notch has become a conspiracy theorist with increasingly erratic Twitter behavior. Note that while his name has been removed from the splash screens, perso- er, person is still listed as the game's creator in the Mi- in Minecraft's credits. Mm-hmm. I I think that uh, the you know the note you had made in there about just his erratic behavior and stuff um, that's like sort of makes it obvious why they're doing this. Like I I think if you followed him at all on Twitter and he said some things um, beyond just erratic behavior, so there's, it's kind of wild and. Uh, the type of game it is. I don't know that Microsoft wants to put that face forward, like someone for kids to look up to, and then they're following him on, you know, uh, Twitter. I really assume that it has a lot to do with that because, um, I mean, it is, it's that. Yeah. But, right. but also a period of time has passed since the Mojang, um, purchase. Yeah. They, I was going to say acquisition. I was like, they did purchase all of Mojang, right? Not mm-hmm. just Minecraft. Um, so it's been a while too. And like, there's a point in time where it's not Shigeru Miyamoto Zelda anymore either. Absolutely. And so I think we're just crossing into that phase too. Like Notch has not been instrumentally involved in many years. So I think mm-hmm. it's almost a discredit in some ways to all the you know latest producers and programmers. Like, sure, he set the stage, but uh, it's time to move on from yeah. that. But it, it's good that he's still in the credits. He did create this huge thing. And uh, for all we know, it's contractually like a part of it. But um yeah, his Twitter behavior in particular, I think, has, has been a big reason that they've maybe accelerated this even. Yeah. So Yeah, I'm interested to see if they, they do come out with an official comment on it. I kind of doubt that doubt they will. Yeah. But, yeah. I think they'll stay very far away from, like, any official comment. Interesting. Well, Fran, it's time to get on the hype train because we're going choo-choo to Rumor Town. All <laughs> right. From Software Rumors, this comes from Spawn Wave Media, and it's backed up by Liam Robertson. Um, these are... Well-known people on on the Twitters when it comes to kind of uh, rumors and things going on behind the scenes in video games. Underbelly. Not always right, but in my experience, oftentimes they are. Um, There's been a couple of really credible things, especially in the Smash Brothers Nintendo side uh, Mm -hmm. that has come to fruition from this. Um, But the rumors are as follows. Published by Bandai Namco, Mm -hmm. a fully open world game, a bunch of kingdoms that you can go to in any order. And you get abilities from killing the leaders of these kingdoms. Think like Mega Man in a way. Or in a new way, is what they said. Mm -hmm. And it might be announced at E3. George Railroad Martin (laughs) is one of the lead writers. Those are the rumors. That one is a little more surprising out of all those. The the rest uh, feels like sort of on the nose. Like they've uh, branched off, obviously, and worked on Sekiro with um, Activision, right? But then, you know... What's been going on with the Bloodborne team, the Dark Souls team, et cetera, and, and what's the next evolution of that? Because they said Dark Souls is done, at least. Um, I actually still think Bloodborne 2, maybe it's a PlayStation 5 exclusive type thing. But So what's next? I think all of that makes a lot of sense. Like a big, you know, more of this open world, gaining abilities like that lines up that. with. Yeah, it That's sounds cool. cool. It sounds cool that you beat this boss and you yeah. take on. Dark Souls, Mega Man together. It's like that kind of sounds like a match made in heaven. Right? I mean, even if this is not being made, this is a great elevator pitch to so somebody. Yeah. Yeah, do this. totally, totally. And it's like, <laughs> I do think that this is like such a surface level rumor where it's like, it's hard to, if you were to pitch a From Software game, yeah. a lot of this stuff would be like, yeah, duh. Yeah. Right. But I do think that the uh, bunch of kingdoms you can go to in any order and the Mega Man ability element is yeah. is pretty unique and, and cool because I don't, I haven't seen that before from yeah. Th- yeah. these type of rumors and stuff. The George R.R. R. Martin That's bit. That's the one that I'm not, like lead writer? 
He can't finish his own book. We, so we it's like people would be so mad about that. Like if that if that were the case, like people only give a shit about him because of in the mainstream way yeah. because of Game of Thrones. And until he finishes that, it's like don't take on other projects. Yeah. Well, maybe this is where it almost gives the rumor credibility is that, well, it had it wrong that he was the lead writer, but that he's like leading the writing team or something mm, that that maybe something. it's off that he's like, you know, accredited. Like you if, that's imagine, what they want. if they have him, they're going to want to use his yeah. name, right? They're going to want to like, like George R. Exactly. <laughs> and do all of that. But like, that could be cool. Like from software with George Martin. Definitely. Right? Like that's I a mean, lot. It, this sounds interesting as it hell. It sounds both um, like you said, it's right on the nose, and I feel like we could have sat down and made this up today, and it's all. And speaking of that, and I, I do want to say this, you know, like on the show, we don't always talk about rumors and whatever. Yeah. Sometimes they're fun. I just want to bring them up, especially on slower news days. Slow but, news day, everybody. Um, but with Dig that, deep. I will say that another rumor that I was gonna put in here that that came up on Reset Era via 4chan was about Destiny Three supposed leaks. Um, there's this whole what? long thing of like a, like story elements and what the gameplay might be and all blah 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 blah. And then by the time I was going to even put it here, it had already came out that the original poster was like, this is totally fake. I made it up. Like, Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. So you got to so be very like, careful with it. Be stuff. careful. Grain of salt. But your it's hopes fun, to, fun to speculate. You know, yeah, it's fun to imagine whatever's next from them. Um, but like you said, these folks, uh, I'm actually not as familiar with them, but they do have some like they're more like the roulette table. Yeah, like, the, these you guys know, you might these land guys, on black or red, but exactly. like sometimes they get yeah, it right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, Lee, Liam Robertson uh, does a lot of work with the um, Did You Know Gaming guys. Okay, wait, and, actually, I do know that. And, and, those, and all that. And it's like, you know, that they're in it. They're in this shit. You yeah. know what I mean? So yeah, like cool they already have a filter before they put this stuff out. So it's it's made it up the ranks a little bit, even if that's part of their business, so to speak. But, um, but do we, I mean, I think here's what really does make sense, which is, uh, as I was getting at, they've been working on something for uh, Activision. Secure is amazing. But what are they doing out there? You know, like outside of that, Dark Souls and Bloodborne, people have just been waiting um, for a really long time. I think the E3, that kind of makes sense to me that that's probably the time we're finally going to hear whatever's going on with that. So, yeah. so that I, I put some credibility in this. I feel like some of it maybe is a little off, but yeah. um, but it sounds legit. Tantalizing. Yep. Man. But I'm E3, tantalized. friend, is so far away. Oh. If I want to know what games were coming out today, where would I look? Well, you'd look to the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily show host each and every weekday. <laughs> Thank you. Out today, Ultra Wings on the Nintendo Switch. S-O-N on PS4. Get it, son. Croxlear Sigma on the Switch. Oh, here, here we go with this one. Prepare Croiler, yourselves. Croiler, is that Crux? I have no oh, idea no. How, how do you say, say that? Either. Maybe it's, it's like Croiler. C-R-O-I-X-L-E-U-R. You do drink LaCroix. Yeah, so is it like Croiler? Maybe. I, I I've know. never heard of it. I have. She remembered Caterpillars on the Switch. SRC, baby. Kevin? Yeah. Please. Please get me. She remembered Caterpillars. On it. Fun, fun animal park on the Switch. Minotaur on the PC, The World Next Door on Switch, PC, and Mac, Gods Remastered on Switch, Gokin on Switch, Inferno, Inferno Climber Reborn on Switch, Istanbul Deluxe Edition on Switch, Lyrica on Switch, Sega Ages Alex Kidd and Miracle World on Switch, Sega Ages Gain Ground on Switch, Undead's Building on Switch, Super Tennis Blast on PC, The Horus Heresy Legions on PC and Mac, and Talk 2 on PC. Now this is She... Remembered caterpillars. It's cute. They're seeing it on the show, right? So if you're yeah. watching, you can see it. It's coming uh, to Switch. Yeah, it's kind of a cute little. Uh, I don't know if it's Cubert, it. a Cubert uh, esque. What are they oh, doing? Oh, yeah. they got to make it to the flowers to kind go to like the, the next go area. Games. This looks okay. like a Kevin game. No. Oh, you got to send them. It actually looks pretty cute. No. So you got to send them to each area. These little like, what are they? Caterpillar larvae. The part but, of the cat. But anyway, you got to send them to their little like flower beds, and then they take off. Actually, it looks neat. It 
I just wanted to mention, it always amazes me going through this list. It's like there's so many games out so there. So many games. So Every many day, games on Switch. Every day. What do you think day. of the store on Switch, Tim? Like the actual organization? Are you pretty happy with it? Despite all these games coming out, you feel like they need to it's, upgrade? I mean, it's not perfect, but I yeah. feel the problem is like the, with stores is I don't have a better solution. Like there is no, never an answer that pleases everybody, mm-hmm. right? I do think that it's cool that it's organized by like top selling. So it's just, and that's just for what we do. It's always it makes interesting it a lot to, easier, to know yeah. like what's. Yep. Uh, how long things are on the charts? And do they have uh, like Steam? You know, you might also like. And do they co- like sub list by action RPG and dark action like tagging? There I don't think they of, do there, that level. There is tags and stuff, but it's like it's. But you can't. You really got to know what you're yeah. looking for but, going in. Yeah, but right? see, but that's where I was going. With it, unless you know, kind of funny dot com slash you're wrong. Uh, unless you can do it, you can do it on Steam. I think that would be a step in the right direction because there's so much now, and really that is, we used to go to Steam for a lot of those big indie games. That was the place for it, and Switch has become a really great place for it now. But you can tag really, like, dark action, you know, uh, RPG. You can just do your tags, and it'll recommend, or you might also like, is pretty darn good on that platform. I think so. what Nintendo's done a really good job with with their, their store is, since they have their multiple formats for Nintendo Directs, where they'll have their... Their mini directs, their full directs, their single game directs, their showcases, and then the the Nindy showcases specifically, where they they do give a platform to these smaller titles and like kind of tell the audience like, hey, Celeste is important, keep your eye on it, or hey, yeah. like you should look at um, Golf Story or like these random smaller games. They'll focus on them in the directs that not everyone sees, but then when you boot up the Switch, there's the the news, right? Theme. Yeah, they'll focus on those games when they come out, and they'll be like, hey, come check out mm. Celeste, check out Golf Story. So it's like there is a curation process, and they are focusing on, on some of these titles, the Messenger. Um, there's been so many of those games. That's a good point. Dundara. They help with that curation. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like it's bad or anything. I would just look at, there's so much of that stuff. Like, yeah. unless I was on this show today and we did what you just did, you randomly selected by name, I don't know that I really would have seen that one. Oh, and, yeah, definitely uh, It was not. nice, nice to give it a highlight. It's hard. Curation's hard. Oh, it, it, it really yeah, is. how do you, I mean, there are whole teams of people, like, that's how Apple runs its app store, right? We know many of the people mm-hmm. that uh, have worked there or work there, and, like, I don't know how Nintendo does it. Um, we know, like, Michael Pereira, if you remember, works at IGN. Mm-hmm. He's more on writing up this new stuff, I he think, He works right? a lot of stuff on the new, on the So the I'm sure he's it, yeah. involved a little bit. I wonder what their team looks like at Nintendo. Do they curate, or do they just let the cream rise to the top, you know? And it's always interesting. But. Yep. It is very interesting. Before we get to new dates, let me tell you that this episode is brought to you by Quip. One of the most important things we do for our health every day is brush our teeth, yet most of us don't do it properly. Quip is a better electric toothbrush created by dentists and designers. Quip was designed to make brushing your teeth more simple, affordable, and even enjoyable. And let me tell you, those designers did great work. I love how my my toothbrush looks, which sounds like a weird thing to say, but... It looks it's really fancy. cool. It has this cool little case that also is a mount and a stand. Mm. So you put it in. There's a stand there. I'm about to travel to Kansas City tomorrow. I'm going to pop it off, flip it around. Boom. Super sleek, super sexy. My teeth going to be clean all around <laughs> the world. There's a built-in two-minute timer that pulses every 30 seconds to remind you when to switch sides, helping guide a full and even clean. Up to 90% of us don't brush for a full two minutes or don't even clean or don't clean evenly. A multi-use cover that I was talking about earlier mounts to your mirror and unmounts to slide over your bristles for on-the-go brushing. Brush heads are automatically delivered on a dentist-recommended schedule every three months for just $5. You don't even need to think about it. It just comes to you. Um, that's why I love Quip and why they're backed by over 20,000 dental professionals. Quip starts at just $25. And if you go to getquip.com games right now, you can get your first refill pack for free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack free at getquip.com slash games. Next up, Harry's. Harry's founders were tired of paying up for razors that were overpriced and overdesigned. They knew a great shave doesn't come from gimmicks like vibrating heads, flex balls, or handles that look like spaceships, tactics that the leading brand has used to raise prices for decades. They fixed that by combining a simple, clean design with quality, durable blades at a fair price. Harry's brought a world-class blade factory in Germany that's been making quality blades for over 95 years. Now, I've been using these for a couple years, and I've been enjoying them quite a bit, Fran. Mm. Gotta get that clean, clean, you know? Got it. Oh yeah, you gotta have a good cut on the cheeks. Yeah, yeah. I I haven't done it in a a while. I need to wait. About to get a haircut. Gotta look good for these meet and greets. You (laughs) know what I mean? But then Harry's, 
coming for you. Harry's replacement cartridges are just $2 each. That's half the price of the Gillette Fusion Pro Shield. All Harry's blades come with a 100% quality guarantee. If you don't love your shave, let them know and they'll give you a full refund. Get a $13 value trial set that comes with everything you need for a close, comfortable shave. If you're wondering what that includes, let me tell you. A weighted ergonomic handle, five-blade razor with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade, rich lathering shave gel, and a travel blade cover. Listeners of this show can redeem their trial set at harrys.com slash games daily. Make sure you go to harrys.com slash games daily to redeem your offer and let them know that we sent you to help support this show. Thank you very much. Back to the new dates. Dreams early access got an actual release date, Mm. April 16th, $30. Um, I know that a lot of people out there are going to be really excited about that. Yeah, that it's, uh, I didn't. Uh, realized that it was like a pay for early access scenario. I think it makes a lot of sense for that game, but have we seen something like this where it's like, I mean, this is a major, you know, first, second party title, right? Uh, and that it's like, well, I mean, what I'm getting from this is it's super ambitious. It is driven by players. And so that's why it's coming out as an early access. Um, I don't know if we know the exact release date yet, but like early access, April 16th. Early access is. I'm saying, when's yeah, the game? Oh God, no, 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 no. We don't know that exactly. We'll never but think know of it. That. It's not <laughs> potentially. Like, yeah, but it's not like you got God of War early access. You see what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Different. It is trucks. totally different. Yeah, I, we haven't really seen this that I can remember. Kindoffunny.com/slash you're wrong. Yeah, I'm sure in the there may be party from way, early huh? access from a major studio um, that charges you thirty bucks buy-in to be a part of, you know, growing and taking this in the right direction. Which I, I mean, I think it's it's probably the right move, right? Yeah. Like it's, I mean, the, you know what I mean? the counterpoint to it is, I don't know what the right move would be for a game like this because the what me and Greg have talked about for years is, are they just going to put this out free? You, how do they do that now? You can't charge somebody 30 bucks to be a part of early act. I, I mean, you, you can. That. So it's like, oh, to, that was their other option. That, that's what I'm saying. It's like, and we've been talking for years. Like, it's like, are they really going to charge $60 for this game? Like, that doesn't make sense in this climate where, and especially when we have Xbox with Game Pass and all this, it's like, this seems like an Xbox Game Pass game that happens to be on PlayStation 4. <laughs> yes. It's, so this is caught been in a one weird that place. Always like with the reveals and everything, I've always been like, Really interesting. I'm surprised that like it's so heavily backed. I mean, I am and I'm I'm not surprised. In other words, it comes from a studio with a great pedigree. Uh, everybody loves Little, Little Big Planet and all the the creative stuff you could do in that. But with all the way Sony's been going between Days Gone and God of War and like Last of Us and these really high end Spider Man, right? Like that is seemingly the first party direction overall. Um, so anyway, it's always been sort of surprising, but. Clearly, they believe in something there, and it's been great to support something new and creative. Yeah, and I mean, we just talked about Minecraft. Like when you see stuff like that, you just don't know until yeah. you get out in the wild. But um, it just—it really is interesting to me that it's a thirty-dollar early access. Like part of me, I just wanted to raise mm-hmm. the question: Do you think it is so challenging, and it's just in a state where they're like, honestly, like we've got to get it out the door, and we've got mm-hmm. to make some money back on this, and let's just get it out early access, see what people think. That way you get a little forgiveness. You're not charging the full price versus the other side of the mistake, which is they didn't release it for free and you bought it and you're like, that was not worth that because. Well, they had so the beta a like months in the back yeah. that, that uh, people seem to really enjoy. Yeah. And um, they made, uh, we on some stream that we did. I uh, saw. Yeah. We, we played a couple of the games that they made and like they were really, really, really impressive, which you got to expect, right? Like, yeah. like Media Molecule knows what they're doing when it comes to creation These tools. were the ones they made within the world. Uh, no. These were other, the, right. People, these were created people, by people. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so it's like, I do think that a $30 entry point is creating a, a nice foundation for. Anybody that's willing to pay that has a vision, wants to make stuff, wants to at least play around to get enough quality content out there so that eventually when the full release comes, there is already a library of of great content that that maybe would allow those people to come in and be like, oh, this is awesome. Instead of coming and being like, I don't know what the hell this is. Why would I pay for this? Right. That's true. Yeah. You got to build the library. I think that's a good point. It's just interesting. The cost of entry and all. But you would. You gain access to these tools, you're early, you get to be some of the early creators, mm-hmm. and if they see something they like, you're probably a good chance to be featured. You might even turn into a game designer. I mean, dude, it's, so, like, it's a, a classic story that is very, very, very uh, intrinsic to this, is that, um, I forgot his name, Seb, I think it was, mm-hmm. uh, we had on Gamescast years ago, who made Snake Pass on um, on Switch. And uh, it's a, a pretty early Switch game. Mm-hmm. I think it's on other consoles as well. But um, so good. 
Very, very good game. People loved it. And he was able to do that because he got hired by Media Molecule because he made levels for Little Big Planet. And oh, they eventually right. just hired him. Yeah. And then he eventually started uh, his own thing. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. I mean, this we could see that as people getting hired at other companies too, because now you've got other developers maybe looking in there at these top creations. So pretty interesting. Uh, new dates a bit more. This is just like a new date as a year. Uh, Splash Damage said that they're working with Microsoft to bring Halo Master Chief Collection to PC. The news here is Halo Reach is coming first. We knew that. Um, but it's also being worked on at the same time as Halo 1. And the rest of the titles will all be released in 2019. Oh, sweet. So this is the first time we heard that, like, yeah, they, they said it was going to be title by title. But Master Chief Collection should be fully complete on PC 2019. Um, and then... Coming up in just a couple minutes now, yeah. uh, Gearbox's PAX East panel is coming. We talked about it yesterday, but they're going to officially announce Borderlands, whether it's called Borderlands 3 or whatever it is, we're getting the next Borderlands yep. game. So stay tuned. The Mask of for Mayhem, that. was it? Or And uh, tomorrow on Games Daily, it's you and Imran Khan, right? Yes, which uh, I've not met yet. Oh, he's fantastic. Awesome. Fan, fan fucking tastic. Yeah. Um, you guys are going to have fun, but I'm sure you'll talk a lot about Borderlands. So that'll be fun. Um, stay tuned for all of that. Mm-hmm. Sorry for some reader mail. Steven says, with Cuphead releasing on Switch, what do you think the odds are of Rare Replay coming to Switch? Given Rare's history with Nintendo, it seems like the perfect fit. Uh, I paused because I was like, well, Microsoft owns that now, right? But so, no, but with Cuphead coming to Switch. with uh, No, yeah, and it's funny. We talked Switch. about this on Gamescast, like not this title, but the concept of like, yeah. them working more together. Um. I mean, yeah, maybe it just like I don't know. It's it's. It, I guess I give it pause because I'm like I'm not sure that's. Is it a money? I don't, I don't know. It's a weird one. Hundred percent. Yeah, Jim's like hundred percent. Some form of rare replay will be on Switch in the next three years. Guarantee okay, it. well, three years. Okay. In the next. Uh, that's fine. I mean, I'm trying to think about you're this. You're selling like, me on it. Year and a half. I'd even give it because whether it's the dream of all dreams, Game Pass works on Switch, Xbox Live's there, they fucking did it, blah, 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 then we'll be able to play it there. But I think more likely is we're not going to get Rare Replay on Switch in the same way we got Cuphead just straight up on Switch. The reasoning for that being that a lot of the Rare Replay games were not actually... um, the game itself, it was using Xbox 360 emulation. Mm-hmm. The Switch doesn't have that. The Xbox One has that. So that makes sense. That works. Um, a lot of the other games, though, that's not true. Things like Banjo-Kazooie. I can see Banjo-Kazooie, Banjo-Tooie being ported to the Switch as maybe eShop titles. Rare Replay becoming yes. kind of like Sega Ages, where it's like a, a line that they digitally distribute on the Switch. Mm-hmm. I can see that happening. Yeah, I think I, that's very, very likely to, to happen. Yeah, actually. maybe that's the short of it is with the relationship evolving and we see Cuphead, Cuphead made it there. What, just taking Banjo-Kazooie, like, why wouldn't you like go back and, you know, bring that back? It's funny yeah. that like we haven't. So wait, within I didn't play Rare Replay. You get both Banjo-Kazooie and Banjo-Tooie in there. They're both in there, I think. Um, it's interesting. That, yeah. the breaking them out, bringing them back to a Nintendo every platform, Every Rare game which Nintendo is in helped Retro Replay with the exception of um, GoldenEye because of licensing issues yeah. and uh, the Donkey Kong Country games because Rare technically doesn't own yeah, they didn't take that side, of that side with and them. Diddy but Kong Banjo, and all that. They did they do own you know that part of it. Nintendo just had produced it for the exclusive period. Mm-hmm. Just, it's just kind of funny to think about that Nintendo paid for and helped design Banjo-Kazooie, and now maybe it'll come back to Switch someday. Yeah. Whether it's through Rare Replay or standalone is kind of interesting. Yeah, definitely. Um, let's see what we got. Yeah, let's go, let's go do one more here with Jacob B. What new games in the next few months are you going to play? Well, no brainer. I'm just excited about Days Gone. Yeah, dude. So Days Gone. After April. hearing Greg talk about it, seeing... Oh, the latest trailer that they released. Oh, like, my God. It Fantastic. was cinematic, dude. Yeah. I loved the vibe. I was like, uh, uh, just like a feel the tension uh, scored so well. And like if they can bring that to moments within the game, because um, obviously that's 90 seconds and takes all the best looking parts of the game. But like if that's the vibe of where it's going in the story. And I was a little more convinced hearing from Greg. So days gone. Absolutely. What I love so much about where we're at with video games is and I said this when we did our reaction to the State of Play event, but Days Gone, that trailer that they showed, I saw it, and my reaction is, 
this looks like a Sony first party game. Yes. And like, I now love I that see it. it's no longer like, oh, this looks like a Naughty Dog game. It's mm. Sony first party is now in the same pedigree as Naughty Dog, where it's like, there's a Sony Ben game that I'm like, this looks fucking great. At, in the same way that I would the Naughty Dog game, in the same way that now S Sony Santa Monica is up there, in the same way that Gorilla is now up there. Yeah. It's like, we would have never said this a generation ago, but it's like now they just have this stable yeah. where we're looking forward to what are they going to do next? What are they going to do next? And not just, in a, oh, I'm kind of interested, but in a way of like, ah, oh, I can't fucking wait. Like, there's yeah. a pedigree here. Now, you make a good point. Between everybody, this their, their stable first-party games has looked amazing. That was the discussion we had around, you know, Google Stadia and that. It's like, man, like, the games are so important, and can you imagine what they're working on in the background? You know, yeah. the next God of War, uh, Spider-Man. Well, whatever's going to happen with Death Stranding. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah. Oh, it's so insane. No. So it's fucking insane. But yeah, Days Gone. That's can't me. Hit, can't wait. What about? No Definitely Days Gone and State of Play also sold me Mortal Kombat 11, man. I'm oh, not, yeah. I'm just not that big of a fighting game guy, but NetherRealm's um, story mode is so good always. And I, the, what they showed in that trailer, I'm like, this looks goofy and time travel -y yeah. and dumb as fuck, but they get it and it looks so much fun. Yeah. I can't wait. And it's coming to Switch. Yep. Cool. Yeah, those are sort of obvious. Game. I'm waiting on, in fact, it's like, it's within, it's like next week or something, I think, is the, is it Katana Zero or whatever? We talked about it. Yeah. Is it Katana Zero? Yeah, 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 yeah. That game looks cool. It's awesome it's as soon. hell. April 16th, I think. That, it yeah, it might have been the same day. There was something else in here, April 16th. Uh, Cuphead. No. Whatever. It was another game we were talking about today. Oh, oh no. Dream, it was literally dreams. the Dreams Early Access. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just talked about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe Dreams Early Access. Like, I'm kind of interested. I don't have the time for it, but I really want to make That's sure to cool try it That's a cool stream game, I think. Like, it's yeah. not, I'm not. Well, you might know a streamer. Yeah, yeah, you exactly. can go check that yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Twitch.tv slash FM3 underscore baby. Um, so I'm excited about that. Crash uh, Team Racing, obviously, I can't for you, fucking yeah. wait for. I mean, I'm excited too, but it's not one that I'm like frothing at the mouth. I am. I can't wait. And they're adding all these new courses and stuff. Well, new. They're, they're going to be new to me from Crash Nitro. Yeah, you already I never got really got into that. A month or two ago. Right? No. Oh, you didn't? I, I, I had to miss that event. Was oh. this, wait, over the next month was the question or months? Next few months yeah. is what they said. Rage. that's June. Rage so. 2. Um, obviously, the Division 2 uh, DLC that's coming, or not DLC, but there's World Tier 5 is days away, and then there's like, you know, updates to Division 2. I'm still in. Greg's still full in. Yeah. Wit is in. Um, so those are exciting, and I feel like there's something else in there that I was. There's some Mario Maker stuff 2 coming. for me. That's June, but still. Can't, yeah. Can't wait for that. Um, Frothing. But like, what's Mario coming? Like, I don't know. It's always one of those things. Like, we just went over. It's there's so many on. freaking games, man. Yeah. You literally, you got to get that full list in front of you because there's just stuff that we're forgetting. Um, but like, tip of my tongue, honestly, Days Gone was the easy one yeah. that I'm just so excited for. Um, for me, though, it's like the the big ones uh, that I like. If we were to look back at Gamescast a couple months ago, like, what are we excited for in 2019? We already kind of hit all my heavy hitters, where oh, yeah. we got. Um, Resident Evil 2, we got DMC 5, we got it's Kingdom been, Hearts 3. <laughs> like It's been a good year so far. And you got Cuphead. Again, on Switch, baby. And oh, you beat it, I, I beat saw, it. dude. I beat it. Ah. Amazing. I was so like, when, when does Outer Worlds come out? Do we know? I forget. I don't if oh, uh, shit. All right. Let, let's keep going, actually. Squad up time. Um, Brian at Garbage Man Games, a.k.a. Brian at GarbageManGames.com. His email right there. Hello, Tim and Fran. Might I say you're both looking especially lovely this morning. Thank you, Brian. I'm looking to squad up with some kind of funny best friend content creators in the Phoenix area. This year, a couple of my friends and myself began creating a weekly podcast and gameplay videos. We've been steadily building up a library of content, and now we're looking to get some sweet, sweet cross-pollination going. If you create gaming or entertainment content in the Phoenix area, and you're interested in guesting on one of our shows or having one of us guest on yours, hit me up on Twitter or shoot me an email at GarbageManGames or Brian at GarbageManGames.com. Hit them up. Collab. Make some magic happen. That's cool. Uh, it's very cool. Now it's time to check what we got wrong today. Okay. I'm clicking the link, too. Yeah. Well, my phone That's today. Be I was, real I was hard paying attention phone. to yeah. the show in case you saw me looking at my phone. It was the, the run of show. Kebab says CD Projekt Red's game engine is indeed called Red Engine. Thanks for the confirmation. What was the one that I thought I got wrong? Maybe that was it. Okay. Google Sheets on a phone just, I'm sorry, doesn't do it for me. Google Sheets in general isn't phenomenal. <laughs>
It's a lot of editorializing, guys. Mm. Not Just what we send are in. looking for. You gotta, you gotta realize it's tough for the host in real time to look for it. You were wrong about. That's the main thing we want to see. Um, obviously, confirmation is nice and all, but uh, we really, it is there for fact checking, and we really just need the stuff where it's like you absolutely were wrong. Like, also, if you start with this is not really a you're wrong. Don't post it. <laughs> exactly. Don't help us it. out. Meaning help the, the hosts out. It's always tough. Tim is so much more calm and patient. I freak out when I look at you wrong because there's so much in there sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm trying to like carry the show and like do it live no, and you like just gotta, you, know you just got to do it. Kebab says Outer Worlds currently doesn't have a release date, just 2019. Just caught it. That's what I just looked at oh, it too. Oh, sorry. Love you, Kebabs. And then. Oh, um, I didn't say it. Oh, so okay. He's right. He okay. Confirmed. Um, and then I'm just going to end this here. Because um, tomorrow it's going to be you and Imran Khan. Yes. Kind of Funny Games Daily. Stay tuned. So Next up, we better. got Debatable. Um, but to close out the show here, uh, Rocket Guardian writes in and says, I would argue that EA launched a $60 game in early access called Anthem. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, uh, see you tomorrow. Wowzers. Love you.